Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Is it two of them? Two what? Dogs? Just one. What what what's your issue? What's your issue? Okay, all right. You trapped him in the room. There's an open door that way. <laughs> We're an idiot. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, an imaginary version of the Touchline Media Group because, nope, I don't need to talk about the thing that I'm here to talk about. I'm going to talk about something else. I'm your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, and Paramount Plus, who clearly don't listen to us because if they did, they wouldn't sponsor us anymore. <laughs> Um, I'm taking that as tacit as tacit approval of what we're doing. That's how that works. That's how that works. If they don't say no, we're going to continue doing it. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh no, that's not that's not good. Anyways, um, so all right. Uh, oh, I just heard it. No, 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 yeah, no, no. yeah, that's not good. Um, so uh, over the last oh, I don't know, from the time I'm recording, call it 24 hours. Um, a lot of bad has happened. A lot of bad has happened. 48 hours. We already discussed the, uh, the U.S. men's national team, uh, thing. Stinker? Yeah. Yeah. We already talked about that. The youth team went and played Mexico and lost. Uh, that sucked. And Michigan State played a football game. Did they? Uh, Sort of, I guess. Um, all right. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this off my chest. I got some things to, to, to talk on and I'm going to talk about them. And then we're going to talk about the lions because somehow the lions are the, the shining light in my, in my I was sports. Gonna say, do, you, 
do you want? Well, they're shining light in your sports happiness until the Pistons tip off. True. But uh, do you want this? Un- do you want me to just give you the runway, or do you want some back and forth here? I'm full- I'm happy to let you just take this one for good. I'll give you I'll give you five minutes, and then right. I'm going to cut back in. That's that's fair. Okay. All right. What has gone on the last two weeks has been a complete and utter failure. Now, we we are not unreasonable Michigan State fans. I am not sitting here saying that Michigan State should be a championship team year in, year out. A lot of jokes about $95 million, a lot of jokes about Tuck coming. It happens. When your team loses, you got to take those lumps. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to talk shit when I'm up, but I'm, I'm going to get all sensitive when I'm down. Like, that's not how I am. Like, it is what it is. Um, but what's gone on the last two weeks against Washington and then against Minnesota um, is a team that is just not ready to play football. Um, those games, Michigan State has, has, has gone three and out to start their games in the last two games. And by the time they get the ball back the third time, they've been down 16 and 17 which means that their defense isn't stopping anyone and their offense isn't going anywhere. If you are down 17 points to start the game, you're going to lose. You just are. If you're down 16 points on the road against a competent opponent, you're going to lose. The most concerning thing that came out of yesterday is that Jacoby Winman, um, who is a defensive end for Michigan State, said, we were surprised by how they came out. Minnesota came out passing the ball. Now, Minnesota had run the ball all over their first three opponents. They had run the ball three to one, passing, running and passing. The fact that this defense is not self-aware enough to know that everybody is going to come out passing against them is an indictment of Scotty Hazleton. I'm not someone who calls for people's jobs prematurely. Um, I don't think, I don't think, we're, yeah. we're not premature. Nope, there you go. Anymore. We're there. Um, this is now three straight years where we can't defend the pass. This is Michigan State. Michigan State was built to defend. And the fact of the matter is, is that Harlan Barnett was there under D'Antonio and under Narduzzi and was a defensive coordinator for very good defensive teams. Um, Marco Coleman and, and Brandon Jordan are theoretically good defensive coaches, defensive line coaches. Uh, Mel Tucker has coordinated some of the best defenses that we've seen in, in, in college over the last five years, 10 years, whatever. Scotty Hazleton is bad at his job. That's where we're at. And look, I'm not, I'm, I'll talk about the offense in a second, in a second. We, we, we will, because they, they've failed too, but the defense is significantly more concerning because you look up and down that defense and you say to yourself, um, you know, are there injuries? Yes. Every team has injuries. This is year three of, and, and, and with, with different cornerbacks, um, same safeties, which we'll talk about Angelo Gross in a second, but it's the same defensive backs, right? And it's the same, same defense, defensive line. The defensive line has gotten worse at stopping the run. The linebackers are not good at stopping the run or the pass and the cornerbacks are atrocious. Angelo Gross, Angelo Gross is not a Big Ten caliber defensive back. He's just not. He he gets targeted every single time he's in coverage. Um, our 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 nickel situation is ridiculous. Our outside corners are are okay. 
I mean, like if, if everything else was humming, we would say to ourselves, like, all right, we can, we can, we can deal with, with that level from Speed and Williams and Brandon, but it's not. So they look terrible too. And we've said in the, in the soccer part of this, right? If one person looks bad, they're bad. If everybody looks bad, that's coaching. And everybody looks bad. Nobody looks good on this defense. And it, 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 there is no quick fix here because you've created a situation and a structure that is meant to fail. Um, I, I, I don't know what the plan is, right? Like at least under, under D'Antonio, there was a plan. It was, we're going to stop the run. And if we get burned in the air, fine, but nobody is running the ball on us. And, and we will deal with that on the back end and later. Mo Ibrahim had hundred yards. Their second running back had 70 on, on like five yards of carry or something or four and a half yards of carry, five yards of carry. They were able to run them. Yep. Um, they just passed because they wanted to. There is well, no, I, I mean, and it's, it, I mean, we, I don't know if you can say that because it is so easy that, I mean, if I was forced to choose between doing something as easy as passing on Michigan state secondary versus something that is ostensibly harder, which is running on Michigan state's front seven, I'm still going to pass. Yeah, like, of course. It's very, it's very easy. As RG3, we went over this last week with Josh and Angus, but like as RG3 pointed out in that Washington game, simple movement, pre, pre-snap movement, confuses Michigan State's defense to the point where you have linebackers lined up on slot receivers who are easily able to create, you know, eight yards of separation, 40-yard downfield. Like if, you, if you're throwing to that open of receivers, it's just easy. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just easy. And that's the point, right? Is that we're back to, to the worst, right? Like, it's like people's offenses look easy against us and our offense looks horrendous. Um, and I'll talk about the offense in a second, but like, I really want to hammer home on this, on the defense, right? It is a three-level failure. It's a three-level failure. The defensive line is not holding up against, against the run and they're not creating pass rush. The linebackers are there and the secondary is, is bad, you know, however you want to put it, it's bad. Um, and I, I don't know how you fix this with the pieces you have, assuming that you're not going to change things on a, on a schematic level and to change things on a schematic level at this stage of the game is, is suicidal. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what to do. I do know what I would do. And I would, I would, I would get rid of the guy who's responsible for this. And I would, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a D'Antonio apologist till the end. I would put Harlan Barnett back in charge of that defense and say, look, a lot of the kids who, who are here were recruited to play a certain style, play that style. Xavier Henderson, Angelo Gross, Chuck Brantley, um, Cal Halliday, the defensive tackles, all of them were recruited by Michigan, by, by, D'Antonio's staff. They all can play that quarter's coverage. Play it. Do it. Live by it. Die by it. Because you're dying right now doing something that does not work. Um, As for the offense, um, I get it. It's really hard to do anything when your offensive line is, is as bad as Michigan State's offensive line is. But also, you have a quarterback who's giving the ball away for no reason. Yeah. Like, you can, you can, you can be a gunslinger all you want. If 
things are going well. You can't, you can't give up a fumble in, in, in the red zone when you're down 17 and you need something. Can we, can we interrupt real quick for a late breaking uh, news story? Sure. Go ahead. LaVisca Chenault uh, pass short left to LaVisca Chenault for 67 yards. Touchdown, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Play the clip. Roll the clip. Um, you know what? I'm in a better mood now. I'm already immediately in a better mood. Um, he, had, he had not, hold on. He had not been targeted before that play, but Hey, this guy, let's go. You only get the opportunities you're given, right? You just got to capitalize on, on what's in front of you. And LaVisca there you Chanel go. There you go. Visca. He's that dude. Um, give him the ball. Let him cook. Let Visca cook. Yeah, baby. I'm sorry. Right, right now. What, what I just heard was he just, um, was it, is that, is that 14 fantasy points on a, a single play? 15.7. Let's go. PPR, um, I guess, if you're thinking non-PPR, yes. Yeah, I, was, I guess I was non-PPR. Um, that's awesome. Way to go. Way to go, Visca. Um, I also I like that for some reason. I, for somehow, I managed to turn on notifications for fantasy, but I get really random ones. And somehow they knew to send me one. They know. It's good. They know. I, I, I think it's like, 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 like there's probably like some measure of like uh, internet tracking. And it's like, it's if you spend, be. if you spend enough time within the fantasy football community, they're like, he wants to know about LaVisca Chanel. I, not only that, but if they're like tracking our one group chat, like we have to be at least 30% of the internet's traffic for LaVisca Chanel. <laughs> you would assume so. It's like us, his parents, uh, and like, the fantasy yeah. football, like Roto world or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm in such a good mood now. That's great. Um, what, a, what a way to go into the new year. Uh, <laughs> September. If, on, if only you knew what day it was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to go um, smoke a brisket, uh, make some, make some uh, fish. Um, sure. So I, I actually want to talk about that for a moment because it's much more interesting than Michigan State's whatever. Um, I, uh, we, we got a, a, a brisket, a, a technically a first cut brisket, but they let the, left the fat cap on, um, for smoking purposes. I'm very excited. I think that it's going to render. I think it's going to drip through. I think it's going to be juicy. I think it's going to be moist. I think it's going to be exactly the type of, of, of thing that you're looking for, uh, yeah. in, in a brisket. Um, the, uh, the, the families in town. Second late breaking, uh, news story, uh, Ramonde Stevenson. Rushing touchdown. Let's go. All of the memes. Also, he's on my bench in like three different leagues. Khalil Herbert on my bench in, in, my, in, in, in my most expensive league. Super stoked on that one. I believe I dropped Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams uh, for who eventually turned into Zamir White, who has, I believe, as of recording, zero fantasy points. And the other two are both solidly over 20. Great. So, so what we're hearing here is you should definitely listen to us for fancy advice. Listen to what we don't do. <laughs> yes. Fade, fade the podcast. Fade the podcast. Um, so uh, in any event, I, I, I think that like in terms of Michigan State um, and in terms of this year, uh, you have to be a realistic person and you have to understand what you're looking at. Michigan State does not have four wins left on its schedule without overperforming. That's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. They need to overperform versus Maryland, and that's uh, and, and beat Indiana, beat Wisconsin, beat um, 
I don't know, someone else. Or beat, beat Indiana, beat Wisconsin, beat um, Rutgers. And that's, you know, that's how you get there. Um, Indiana, it's Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, and... You might be right. I think yeah, Indiana's yeah. a win. Rutgers is a win. I think Illinois is a win, even though okay. Illinois... Illinois does look better, but I still think... I mean, they're still Illinois, and they still can't really... Sure. That'll be interesting, because that's a... Uh, unmovable object versus a very movable defense because their yep. offense stinks yep. and our defense stinks. So we'll see how yep. that goes, but you're right. You have to beat. you either have to surprise somebody One of the top four or beat Maryland. Yeah. Or and I mean, Wisconsin, I don't think you should call Wisconsin one of the top four surprise. One of the top three or, right? or, or it's, 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 you need to get one of Maryland and Wisconsin and you yep. need to win the three games you need to win. And yep. that's, that's bull eligibility. Um, and that's and where that's, we're at. That's just to get the bowl eligibility yep. because Penn state, Ohio state and Michigan are losses. So that's, you, you've, you've got five losses on the schedule yep. already. Yep. Um, and look, I'm, I'm, I try to be reasonable. Like I, I very much, I've been through this with Michigan state a couple of times. Um, in, in year, what is this year? Three, year two, properly year two three, and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Um, we knew that this offensive line was going to crater three years ago. Um, yeah. when, when we were starting redshirt sophomores in Matt Allen and Kevin Jarvis and Luke Campbell and, um, and Jordan Reed. And like, we knew this was coming and we were still somehow unprepared, you know, I, or, or, or not. I mean, we brought in two, two should be plug and play offensive linemen from the transfer portal you had two who have overperformed in Samac and Duplain who should be ready. And then you've got Spencer Brown at right tackle. And that should have been enough, but it's not. It's that, not good enough. And that's going back to coaching. Something that's, is either. That's, I, either I that's either development or identification. It's, I, I, I yes. am not paid $95 million to know which one it is. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's one of the two or both. Um, I think, it, I honestly, I think it's, development less so than identification because and I'm only saying that because other um, programs were interested in the same guys, which yeah. says to me that like, it's not a, like, it's one thing if you're like really high on a three-star and you're, and you're looking around being like, why is the only other people in this room Akron and Western Michigan? It's another, if you're like, look, trying to get some, the same guys as like Kentucky or, Cincinnati you know, or Cincinnati. And yeah. then all of a sudden being like, wow, these guys aren't as good as we thought they'd be. That's not on the guys. That's that's like on the offensive. Coach. Yeah. Offensive line needs to be. And Mel Tucker isn't obviously an offensive coach. So he needs to recognize when he shouldn't need three years to come to the same conclusions that people could have come to three years ago. Like if you're looking at this and you're like, wow, our offensive line has been an issue for three years we haven't really shown any improvement. We're getting guys that should be filling these holes. Like you need to recognize it's time to step in as your head coach, as CEO, um, like umbrella role and be like, all right, I'm sorry, man. Like I got to delegate to, I got to delegate to somebody else. Yeah. Like that's, that's not on the, obviously keeping the coach around too long is on Tucker, but like, I'm never going to be the type of fan that sits there and is like, wow, our offensive line sucks. What the hell, Mel Tucker? It's like, that's very clearly not his bag. And as long as he recognizes that is not his bag and he knows to delegate to that to somebody who's it, who it is, like, that's all I'm looking for here. 
Uh, Mel Tucker, I don't expect you to turn them into, you know, like the the Pittsburgh Steelers from the 1970s. I, I just rec- I just need you to recognize, like, our offensive line seems to have the guy, the talent, but doesn't ever seem to execute. Like, I need to make some changes here. Yeah. And, and, and look, like, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, this isn't good enough. And, like, and, and we can say that as fans, right? Like, like we can say this isn't good enough. Um, without criticizing the kids, because there it's, it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to come down on college kids, right? Like that is not what I like to do because unless it's, the, co- the only time, yeah. The only time that you, sh- the uh, college kids deserve to be come down on is when they bring it upon themselves. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm afraid of salt here. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Vanderbilt clip from last week where Vandy moved to three and zero and then immediately called out Alabama. Yeah, you deserve that. It, it, you it, had that coming. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, and, but like otherwise, it's an eighteen to twenty-two year old eighteen. If we're being generous, eighteen to twenty-three year old kid who is out there doing their know, best. <laughs> yeah, ostensibly the best they can. Yeah, and it's not on them if it like. You have coaches for a reason, and especially at the college level, like where there's always more emphasis on coaches doing coaching and being more involved with their players. Because like when you get to the NFL, sometimes you do really get to like the coach as CEO role. Like I can't imagine Tom Coughlin actually getting down into a three-point stance and like showing a guy how to block. He just yells at his offensive line coach that the guy isn't blocking well enough. But like at college, like you have got like there's clips of Nick Saban talking to defensive backs where Nick Saban gets down in like, whatever he is, 72 years old, gets down in a, his little backwards uh, rumble position and is like showing him like you need to do this. And there's a, this isn't a great timing because Oklahoma lost to Kansas State this week. But last week when they played Nebraska, there was a couple of great clips of number one Venables grab I think it was a defensive back yeah. and the defensive back was like asking questions and Venables and one of the other I didn't know I don't know their coaching staff so I don't know who the other one is but like the two of them in the middle of the game while there's other things going on are clearly sitting here and having a conversation with about the cornerback technique. about technique and how to like turn and where you're supposed to go and that's like hands-on coaching and then the other one was I think it was their defensive line coach Oklahoma's defensive line coach one of their defensive line guys had his first sack of the season and you could tell that the coach was so excited for him. Like, it's not just like, yeah, you did good. So I get to keep my job. It's like, Hey man, you listened, you learned something and you put that into action and you helped the team. And that's awesome. That's exactly what I want you to do. And like, you need to have, uh, you need to be able to like, as coaches, you need to recognize when you need to step in and when you need to delegate. And right now, Mel Tucker honestly isn't really doing either. Right. But what is really important and really great about what some coaches do is that they can do this. Hey, everybody. Uh, Is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) do it again no just keep going just keep going uefa champions league soccer is streaming on paramount plus nine months of heart stopping hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars 
top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. So I, I know that we've gone through three ad reads since since you last what heard my it, voice, but that was what that if was, that was, was get, indeed. Yeah, what if I, that was I, indeed, and they're like, <laughs> they can look for a new job. Like, ah, <laughs> ah, not what I wanted excellent. to say. Excellent. Um, so let's talk Michigan for a second here, and then we can talk about some. Um, also, I mean, honestly, uh, you and I are obviously in a lot of the same group chats, and we get a lot of the same messages. Uh, most of them are from Michigan fans trying to roll Mich- troll Michigan State fans, and like. If the Minnesota beatdown hadn't happened, this weekend would not have been a good weekend for Michigan fans. Uh, I don't Jake, think Maryland uh, is 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 this good, JJ. No, no, JJ. The first half was just making inexplicable decisions, and I had not in one of the ones that I'm in with you, but a different group chat actually posited that like the problem for JJ is that he's getting too much time in the pocket because then it allows him to like go through reads, but he wants to make the perfect read instead of just making the good read. It's possible, but it's also possible that this guy has been protected his entire college career. And he has played the only like, and this year he played really, really well. Do played really, really well against Akron Peyton Thorne. You know, who played really, really well against Western Michigan. Michigan State, like when you play bad teams, you look good. Not Kevin Slovis, Slovis, Keaton Slovis, um, Keaton Slovis. I never. But but I, I think the thing is with Michigan, and I think like this is sort of like a broader thing about them and about hype and about what matters and what doesn't. Michigan State is not good this year. Michigan nope. probably is. Is Michigan the fourth best team in the country? Nope. No, no, they are. Well, not. well, this year sucks, but. Yeah, uh, they might be. Like, there are it's, three it's really Georgia, really good Alabama, and like, oh, well, we'll see. Ohio State, maybe. I, I still haven't forgiven them for letting Notre Dame hang around. Yeah, okay. Um, but, like, there, there are two really good teams, one maybe good team, and then, like, it's like, what, USC? <laughs> like, who can score, uh, but, like, right. struggled yeah. with Oregon State? The ACC is bad. The Big 12 is bad. Um, Wake Forest might legit actually NC State might legitimately be the most talented team in the ACC. Yeah, which is uh, we'll talk. We're going to talk about you, Miami, in a second. We're going to talk about you. No, we're not. Uh, Yeah, we are. Yeah, (laughs) we are. Why do you want to talk about those losers? Uh, Well, certainly you you saw that they played a game of football yesterday. Yes, I I did. I also saw that the guy, again, we went on this over, you weren't here last week, but we went over this on last week's pod, 
uh, the presumed Heisman frontrunner. He got benched. Got benched against Middle Tennessee State. Sure did. I love that Middle Tennessee State. And I got to say, like, I appreciate college football in certain ways because sometimes they protect it, right? Like Michigan State getting humiliated in back-to-back weeks. Um, it might have, like, come up. Except that Miami lost to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> Except that Oklahoma got beaten by Kansas State. Like, they got beaten, beaten. Um, and, like, not so great, Oklahoma. But, yeah, there are there are two and a half good teams this year. And maybe Michigan is the fourth best. Maybe it's USC. Maybe it's – Roll I, the dice. I, I, who I knows? Know. Is Florida good? It feels like no. I think, um, honestly – Tennessee kind of is. Tennessee, maybe. Uh, I guess. I, I know nobody knows to believe in Tennessee because it's Tennessee, but like, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee looks pretty good. Cincinnati lost to Arkansas. Arkansas lost to. Did Arkansas beat Texas A&M or lose? No, they can't, they lost in the last second. Okay, Texas A&M we know sucks. So like, I don't know. I don't know. But but the thing is with Michigan, and and I'll say this about Michigan is that. Michigan is sort of like fulfilling the the idea that like in order to be good at college football, you just need to not suck. And like, I know that that sounds like reductive, but they're actually two different things being good and not sucking. And Michigan by simply not sucking appears to have an inside track to the college football playoff. Um, and, and look like Notre Dame's terrible. Uh, yep. Notre Dame's already should already be out of the, Playoff they conversation. They have to be. They have to be. They have two losses. You can never. Marshall. You can never say that, but yeah, they should um, be. Yeah. Um, honestly, you know who like might be good that we're not really talking about is Penn State. Penn State might be good. I, I I'll buy that. Um, Auburn's really bad. Uh, that game yeah. was was dumb as hell. It's hard. It's hard to t- a lot of these guys. It's kind of hard to tell whether or not they're good or bad because we don't. All of their opponents, we can't tell if they're good or bad or not. Like, look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is 4-0. Ole Miss hasn't really played anybody. Uh, Kentucky, 4-0. Eh. Hasn't really played anybody. Minnesota, Minnesota's 4-0. They haven't played anybody uh, because Michigan State is not anybody. No, Washington, might be, Washington might be good, maybe. I think Washington's going to be like Nine the second. Three. Yeah, the second tier of the Pac-12. Which is like, the, like, yeah, like all the Michigan fans that are trying to compare Michigan's win last year against Washington to Michigan State's loss this year to wish Washington is again, we went over this last week, completely dumb. Ken DeBoer is a completely different coach. Yeah, that brought Jimmy in, Lake. yeah, yeah, like Ken it's DeBoer's just, entire, yeah, his entire philosophy is I'm going to score more points than you. Well, what if I score 60 points? I'm going to score 61. Yeah, like it's 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 like, just I don't care if I give you sixty points as yeah. long as I score sixty one. Um, like defense. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer is is a much better and different coach than, than Jimmy Lake. But like, I think like that's sort of the takeaway of college football this year is that like there's two and a half good teams. The two of those three, uh, you know, that we're talking about are are very questionable. You know, um, Texas Texas lost to Texas Tech. Um, oh my God, they did in OT. Yeah, yeah. I and, went to sleep. They were up ten. <laughs> and and Alabama struggled with them. Um, you know, Ohio State struggled with a Notre Dame team that does not look very good. Um, right. 
you know, so, so, so you, you look up and down the list of like teams who could be good. Oregon has played one of the serious teams and got humiliated. Utah played yeah. a apparently mediocre Florida team got humiliated. Well, I don't think Florida's but, mediocre. I think Florida's going to end up at like a very strong, either eight and like a very strong eight and four, nine and three, something like that. Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, like ranked 14 and, and nine and three or something. Yeah. I think Florida's pretty good. I think they're just not as good as some of the guys they're playing. And, and you go like, you go down the list and it's like, this isn't a great year. Um, but for our purposes, Michigan can, can go back to back here with, with playoff appearances. I, I, I don't, I, I mean, look, Michigan has to be, has to be, has, has two difficult games this year because Iowa this weekend is bad. Um, like, look, going to Kinnick in, 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 is, at is always at night is always a difficult circumstance. Um, I'm not going to fault Michigan for looking bad in that game, but I also would fault them for not winning, right? Like, well, so Iowa's defense is still, we're. I mean, it's very easy. They're to still make fun Iowa's of. defense. Yes, it's still very easy to make fun of Iowa because you know Brian Ferentz is still yeah Brian Ferentz is still like struggling to figure out how to score 17 points a game, but like Iowa's defense is still good. But that that like doesn't under or that underlines the fact that you could. A good team should be able to beat Iowa scoring 17 points. Like 17 points, I think, wins that game for Michigan. I think so too. Um, although I don't know that I mean they, they scored 20. Their offense scored 13, their defense scored 14 uh against Rutgers. <laughs> so, you know, look, I, I think that, that that I expect Michigan to look really bad against Iowa, and I expect them to win. Yes, I think um, that's fair. Like I, I think that, that 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 has all the makings of like a sixteen to six rock fight miserable thing. Um, sixteen to seven with two with somehow two safeties again. <laughs> um, four field goals, two safeties for Michigan. Um, so I mean, the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten, especially the East, but I think the Big Ten in general, it comes down to uh, Michigan gets Penn State at home in on October fifteenth. Uh, whenever Penn State plays Ohio State, and then Michigan has the game is at Ohio State this year, which is obviously not great for Michigan. But I think those three games are pretty much going to decide the Big Ten. And I do think that based on what we've seen so far, you're probably getting whoever comes out of the Big Ten is probably going to the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think there's a question. Um, so I, I, I mean, I guess like, 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 look, like. As a Michigan State fan, as someone who pays attention to Michigan, as someone who, who who is vaguely aware of generally what happens in college football, like this is sort of what it is. And Michigan sh- needs to take advantage, right? Down years happen. And look, going to Ohio State is difficult. It is difficult in the best of times. But you could have a situation this year where everybody has two losses. This isn't 2007, but it, it, you are you confident that anybody's going to be undefeated outside of of Georgia, whoever wins the Georgia Alabama SEC title game. Yeah. Um, like, are you confident in that? No. You know, I, Ohio State could absolutely lose a game this year. They're, they're, they're one, this is, might be one of those Ohio State teams. Um, Michigan yeah. is certainly not unbeatable. Penn State, you know, looks good, but who knows? And then I don't think anybody's coming out of the Big 12. I don't think that Clemson is actually good, CEG, Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, and the Pac 12 has already lost their, their playoff opportunity because, I don't think USC is that good. They don't, they don't, although I don't know, they played a defensive battle and, and seem to seem to be comfortable with it, but 
I think USC has to win every game by double ditch the rest of the way to, to be considered. I think I think if they go undefeated, they'll be in. But like they need to go undefeated, right? Michigan and Ohio State don't need to go undefeated. No, uh, USC needs to go undefeated. Yeah. I think I think you could have a situation this year where you get you get two SEC two big time. Whoever loses the the Ohio State Michigan game, I, I don't know if they'll ever do. I think that I think we'll get a situation where that is the. That is what point. should ha- well. That's yeah. what should happen, but I don't think they'd ever do that. It's it it's we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see what 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 happens ultimately. But um, given the events that are currently taking place, I, I do want to take a step and talk about um, the best team in the state of Michigan, um, your Detroit Lions. Um, Jared Goff dealing. Amon Ross St. Brown, best wide receiver in the league. Jamal Williams, that dude. Uh, Dan Campbell deserves a lot of credit. <laughs> like jokes. Aside, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell might have coach of the year wrapped up in week three. I mean, going two and one with this with this schedule um, is like what you're supposed to do, and the Lions never do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, like it's like relative to expectations. Like it's like how Jim Trestle never won Big Ten Coach of the Year, um, or like won it once. Um, yeah, because you're supposed to. You have. You're the, supposed you have- to. Better everybody on your team is better than everybody else on the other team. Right. Like this is what you're supposed to do. With the Lions, it's like, oh, we, we experienced baseline competence. What? <laughs> Excuse me? I, I, we're joking, but like as lifelong Lions fans, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, come dear. on now. Um, so it's fourth and one, ball in the Minnesota 30, up three. They're going to kick a field goal, go up six, and Kirk Cousins is going to hit Justin Jefferson for a game winning touchdown. They're going to go, they're going to lose this game. Kirk, their Kirk Cousins is going to hold it's on. It's not to Monday night. Long. It's not Monday night. Kirk Cousins is going to to win. Doesn't this matter. Game. Kirk Cousins I, is the king of. Oh my god! All right, so the Eagles are up twenty four two on the Commanders. Sure, <laughs> which means that Philadelphia and it was a it was a holding penalty in the end zone. So Philadelphia has literally scored every every point in this game. It's like uh, when uh, you. It's like when you win a game five one and the one goal was an OG. No yeah. yeah, like good news, guys. We scored six goals, but we only won by four. Hmm. <laughs> uh, another way of putting that is that um, Washington's offense has not been on the field for points yet. Yeah. What? Which uh, again tells you all you need to know about the Lions because of what how many points their defense gave up to them. But there are uh, so we're just we're almost to the end of the uh, early slate for the NFL today, and there are some surprising uh, results coming through so far. Um, you know, shout out the Panthers who have a 15, probably soon to be eight-point lead against the Saints because the Saints are uh, at the Carolinas four. Knocking on the doorstep. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields might just suck. I think he sucks. I think it's time. I think it's it's time to cash in those chips for uh, 10 cents on the dollar. He might just suck. Yeah. I Which, watching him in college, I did not. No, I didn't see that coming. See this coming. Uh, Yeah. New, New, uh, New Orleans just scored. Yeah, I mean, I but they're st- they're still up by enough that it might not end up being game. The Colts finally woke up to, at least to give the Chiefs a game. Uh, that's kind of surprising. So Mahomes and Benemy 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 uh, were seen going at it going into the tunnel at halftime. So that doesn't some, surprise uh, me. I I, no. I think that, that that this is actually an example of why like the the racism issue in the NFL is so pernicious it's really hard to keep the same offensive coordinator for a long time. Yeah. Um, because like you just chafe, 
Like you, you, it's just hard to hear the same voice over and over again. And Bienemy should have had a, an opportunity by now. But now he's going to watch this team take a dip. He's going to get fired. Then they're going to rise again just simply because they have the talent. Um, well, also he sucks. lost. He lost, and like not through anything of his own doing. They lost Tyreek Hill, right? And Travis Kelsey's, you know, another year older. So it's like it's nothing that like the enemy really did. Oh, it's worse. It's worse. They they went for it on fourth down and missed. The Lions are going to simply lose. <laughs> ah, good. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, this is going to happen, guys. Good, good, good. Jared Goff has played well. That's always fun. Yeah, uh, and it's good to know that Jamal Williams is a you know more than competent backup. Yeah, I mean that's helpful. Um, I I think like the the the, the real thing to take away from 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 the NFL this year as well is that like. I'm not I, – I don't think any of the good teams are good, except for the Bills. Um, uh, Bills are – I mean, they're about to score, but the Bills are currently losing to the Dolphins. And that's after – they had a uh, questionable late hit on Tua that sent him to the locker room before the fir- – in the first half. Um, I mean, that's interesting to me. Like, like I are, – are, is Tua good? Like, do we need to reevaluate Tua, that? Tua, <laughs> Nick, I, I don't know if you listen to this. Tua has always been good. The problem was that Tua is very much like Jared Goff. Tua is good in a very specific set of circumstances. He is one of the most accurate passers of all time at college. He just doesn't have that strong of an arm. And like, yeah, that's an issue, but but that's not not fatal. Neither does Tom Brady for the record. Yeah. Like you should be able to scheme to the point where you can find open receivers for this guy. Did you see that that video of him of that, where they like showed Tua passing right handed and everybody was like, "Oh, his mechanics are perfect. We're just all stupid and can't see things lefty." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, he he's like he's actually like technically a perfect quarterback. He's just yes. <laughs> uh, the Bengals. I swear to God, if the Jets come and do this a second week in a row, the Jets are uh, in the red zone, only down fifteen. And there's still plenty of time left to go in the fourth quarter. Sure. Ravens Patriots was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I think the Ravens are seriously hampered by the fact that uh, their secondary blows. Uh, as you speak, Lamar Jackson just scored. I stand by what I said, though. <laughs> Did he run it in? Yeah. Excellent. Um so I, I think like really like the with, with this weekend, and obviously, dear listener, we're gonna go short this week because we've had like four episodes in eight days scheduled and as as angus put it in the group chat i don't like any of your voices including my own yeah i mean i, I i've been on fair. something like fair. Yeah, fair since last sunday like from last sunday to like our next episode which will drop on wednesday uh wednesday evening um i think i'm gonna be on like five episodes of podcasts like i was on i was on the the, the touchline spurs chat i was on um, bacon wires, uh, which, which had a fun, fun response rate of people saying, I listened to a bacon wire episode for the first time, never again, uh, which fair, you know, you had to listen to me, which, uh, you know, I like my voice. I I'm probably the only person in this podcast network who likes my own voice. Um, I think it's, it's very, it's very solid. Very good. It's a, it's a voice. It's a, it's a face or a voice meant for TV. Yes. Right. The only person whose voice I like is Josh. Yeah. Josh, Josh has is great. Josh is very calming. The rest of us suck. Yeah, Yeah, we're all terrible. 
Um, but that makes sense because we're college football fans and college football is just a series of terrible things happening over and over again. Um, but if you would like to tweet at us, uh, my co-host can be found at Mr. Marjo rising 89. Um, I can be found at diamonds Esquire or at TLS underscore and underscore TDS. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Smith workforce management group, blue wire, as well as, uh, uh, Paramount plus, um, please like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your, I don't know, local Miami fan because they suck. Um, and uh, to, to those who celebrate, Happy New Year. Um, and obviously, dear listener, please like, subscribe, share. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.